here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott, we are in Turkey Week. We are in the Thanksgiving week. Uh, it's it's a good one, obviously, for everybody. There is one more game to be played coming out of this previous week. Uh, we do have a Monday night matchup coming up, and that is the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. But we are into Week 12 with this episode, and we are going to talk about uh, you know, a few different topics. Obviously, we're going to go into our, our news, which unfortunately has a lot to do with injuries. And basically, just remind you of a few things because you do have not one, not two, but three uh, solid matchups on Thanksgiving Day itself, which definitely have an effect on your fantasy football squad for this week. And obviously, a lot of people are already angling towards or, or may have already qualified for the playoffs, depending on how you run your league. Uh, Pat, you excited? You ready to get fat for a couple days or what? I know I am. For a couple days, you mean for the rest of my life? Leftovers. Uh, <laughs> no, you're I'm in, just saying. You're in better shape no, uh, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I love Thanksgiving. I'm, we have people down the street who have already put Christmas decorations up and I want to go egg their house because it's just, <laughs> come on, man, give, give Thanksgiving it's due. It's, it, it's a wonderful holiday football all day long, which is, you know, probably my favorite part of the, of the whole thing is just the smell of the house while the food is cooking and, and just watching football games. And generally you're with, you know, friends, family, what have you. So uh, it's nice to, I usually watch football by myself because you know, because of the podcast, I'm I'm really into uh, you know trying to concentrate and, and watch the game and not talk too much and and uh, you know try to take in as much as I can. But on Thanksgiving, I get to there's only one game on at each you know in each interval, and you know you really get to to, to watch each of these teams, which it's it's difficult to do. Um, you know, on a weekly basis, it's hard to you can't watch every game on Sunday, so you kind of have to go between. You know, I go between the Eagles game and red zone and and try to catch as much as I can to make sure that I stay up to date with with fantasy stuff. But Thanksgiving is, like I said, definitely one of my favorite holidays. So don't skip over it. I, listen, Black Friday, fine. You want to put your Christmas decorations up. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, you know, anything before that, though, you're just you're disrespecting Thanksgiving and, and I'm not I'm not going to have it. Not in my house. Well, first of all, those people are probably vegans. That's why they're putting their decorations <laughs> up. Uh, secondly, uh, you know, yeah, well, the, the radio is already, you know, car radio is already playing oh, songs gosh. if you find the right channel. So that's yeah. also a total abomination. Not, I love, yeah, I'm into Christmas and the music and all that, but like, yeah, let it breathe a little bit. Yeah, I love Christmas. I'm not saying, you know, that I, I don't want Christmas to come. I, I, I love, I love Christmas more than I love Thanksgiving, but you got to give each holiday it's it's time in the sun you know what i mean even if it is freezing cold yeah or time in the oven uh, <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes per pound uh yeah <laughs> yeah that'll be me on thursday getting everything ready i know yeah looking forward to uh to that it is it's a good time football family and uh yeah a lot of good food and food starting, it's the three f's of season. thanksgiving food uh with two o's uh <laughs> also two o's in football so we'll get back to that uh folks uh, you can always check us out at 
www.thenineroutffb.com. That's our website. It has all of our links to our podcast. Uh, you could also can shoot us a, a message at the nine route ffb at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at the nine route one. And I am at Scott from Delco. If you just want to give us a hey, great job, or hey, you guys need to pick it up a little bit, you know, whatever. We, we take the criticism either way. We're, we're just like a good uh, good quarterback. You know, we, we take the good with the good, the bad with the bad. But we do appreciate everybody who's listening to us and, and subscribing and liking. And, and again, we appreciate all your help and support with that. We're going to go into a little bit of a different uh, format this week with some of our uh, waiver wire. Pat, you want to talk about that? Yeah, so we decided that instead of giving you quarterback and tight end pickups, most teams are either set at those positions or are streaming those positions. So what we're going to try to do from here on out, just to for, as a little bit of a time saver, is to stick to running backs and wide receivers in our waiver wire segment. And then we're going to give you some quarterbacks and tight ends that you can pick up. Basically, our starts are going to be streaming options. We're going to have a couple other options for you as well, other than just our, our straight up starts, but we're going to basically tell you our favorite streaming options. And then, uh, like I said, we'll give you a few more options in what will be Thursday's episode. That's another change. Normally our start sit episode comes out on Friday morning, but because there are so many teams, we have six teams playing in those three games on Thanksgiving. We are going to release our start sit episode on Thursday morning. That way, you know, obviously if we have any, which we do, I, I know I have a few players that are playing in those games. So I, we want to make sure that you get the opportunity to, uh, you know, make some those lineup adjustments if, if you're listening to the podcast and we happen to say something that sounds, you know, somewhat intelligent and, and makes you want to, uh, you know, maybe start somebody different or, or sit somebody based off of what we give you on our Start Set episode. Uh, the other thing that Scott kind of already mentioned was make sure that you are paying attention to where your players are in your roster. If you play in a league with a flex, which most people do, or multiple flex positions, please make sure that you take your Thursday players out of the flex positions. You want to give yourself the maximum amount of flexibility in case you know injuries pop up later on in the week. Uh, you know you want to be able to to you know throw a, a wide receiver in for a running back or or vice versa. Um, or even if you have to, you know, grab a second tight end to put in your flex if somebody, you know, unexpectedly goes down to injury during practice or, you know, is ruled out for a game. You know, people get sick this time of year. There's, there's, we've seen plenty of people on the injury report with illnesses. So again, just make sure that if you're starting players in the Thursday games, make sure that they are in the positions that they, that they play. Do not put them in your flex. And uh, one other thing that I wanted to to kind of talk to you about, Scott, is something that that just popped up. Uh, I shouldn't say popped up. It's something that I talked about. With we a can't talk of about that on the air. So, <laughs> <laughs> I talked about this uh, with a friend of mine recently. She actually informed me, and I had no idea of any of this. And I, I, the reason that I didn't bring this to your attention before we started was because I wanted to get your honest reaction and your honest opinion on this. And, and maybe you had heard about it. I, I hadn't. But uh, apparently there is a there's an article on uh, CBS Sports. It's, the article's old, and it was you know, from a couple years ago. But um, apparently 
there's a lot of people now making correlation between Tom Brady's terrible season that he's having and his divorce. And now obviously when you're going through a divorce, things are difficult. It's hard to concentrate on your job. You know, you're constantly thinking about your home life. So, you know, all of that aside, obviously that, that is a something that is probably weighing on him and, and affecting the way he plays. But basically what the article goes into saying, and I'll, I'll sort of just shorten it down for time sake, but basically Giselle Bunchen, his Tom Brady's ex-wife, apparently very big into like auras and energies and uh, self-affirmations. Uh, apparently she used to actually make an altar for Tom um, where she would, you know, I don't want to say pray because it's not a religious thing, but she would basically like speak into existence his his fate, his, you know, his destiny. And a lot of these things started happening for Tom and, and he sort of followed along with it. And, you know, the article goes on to say that um, at one point Giselle actually said, yeah, let me find it here. She actually said, it's a good thing you married a witch. I'm just a good witch. So I don't know if you had heard anything about this, but apparently a lot of people are, are sort of, like I said, making that connection between Giselle leaving Tom's life as far as, you know, his, his spouse and sort of taking her, her energy and her, her witchcraft, so to speak with her and making that correlation and, and saying that that's part of the reason why Tom Brady is, you know, having such a down year and, you know, struggling and the bucks are not doing well and all this stuff. Is it, have you heard about this? Is this, uh, it was new to me. I don't know. I'm interested in that kind of stuff. So it, it definitely was something that I was, you know, wanting to read up on. Well, first of all, my, the only witch I believe in is a sandwich. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I think that here's what I think. I think things like that are kind of like, like psychosomatic. They like you, you, like you're saying you, you wish it into existence. If I believe enough, if, if I affirm it to myself, if I, if I believe in the abstract of, of concepts, I mean, before he was with her, he was still a very good NFL quarterback and won Super Bowls and, and stuff like that. And I get that it's more of the relationship where, yeah, you're so into that person and, and things of that nature where, yeah, it, it's something that helps to drive you. It's a, it's a mental checkbox of like, yeah, look at me. I'm the best quarterback in the history of football, according to everybody. Look at me. I have the best looking wife that everybody says, you know, super like things like that, that I think probably helped to just keep or helped to keep him up on that plateau as high up as he is where, where he's, you know, again, everybody, I don't say it. I, I just, I don't, I, I can't because it's a team sport. And I know stats and all that, but I don't think he's the greatest of all time. I, I don't, I'm not saying he's like, oh, he's, he's trash or anything. I'm not saying it as a, as a non Tom Brady fan, but I, I think it's very hard to say that about any athlete. And we all call them that, you know, Michael Jordan. And now you have it's Jordan and LeBron in basketball where people want to fight about the timing of, of things like that. But the other part of it, Brady's 45 years old. Pat, I'm 45 years old now. I'm not in shape. I've never really been in shape except for slightly in, in high school. I can't imagine what it would be like to play an NFL game, let alone a season at 45. You know, training camp, whatever you skipped and all that stuff. Physically, I think that 
the whole father time catching up stuff, yet you're 45 years old. You can get away with it in baseball, a sport like that maybe where, it's, again, there's physicality, but you're not getting pounded on. You know, basketball, you have Udonis Haslam, who's still playing technically as like a player coach and doesn't even get off the bench uh, with the heat. But you don't see physical contact sports with people going that long into a career. You know, maybe as the medical world and things like that, treatments could start to make people last longer. He's really only ever had uh, what one bad he had one ACL tear where he missed a season and after that and of course the league changed you can't touch the quarterbacks anymore after that season I, I think that that is probably like a big part of it I I just think the timing is weird like if how bad would you be at your job in your life if you knew that your marriage was crumbling your wife was leaving you you probably won't see your kids anymore I mean you know he looked like he wasn't ready to quit when he quit and then he quit and then he signs a big contract for a TV deal and then he gets itchy and goes, ah, I'll give it one more ride. Because he, he left on a bad note. He, he left the gym on a miss. Uh, they were very – they shouldn't have really – they came back against the Rams. They really should have, would have, could have beat them. And then a blown coverage against your guy, Cooper Cup, who just runs right down the middle of the field, turns around, catches the football, scores, and then the Rams win the Super Bowl. But it wasn't epically convincing. It was just more of uh, – they were just a better team in that matchup. I think that – to me, it's just that. I think that he finally in his life was not making the right decisions, not making the right reads. Again, what was going on behind the scenes with him and his wife? Who knows for how long? My wife gets pissed that I have to work too much, so I can only imagine. But I mean, I don't know what his thing is. Is he too full of himself that, yeah, he wasn't caring about his family? Or was he caring too much about his family? I don't know. I'm not going to say that. That's that's his house. That's his stuff. But no, I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't, I don't think that you know, somebody putting a hex on me is going to make me fall down a set of stairs. But if I keep thinking that somebody did that and I'm so hyper-conscious, then maybe that's going to happen that way. So I think it's more of a, a trick of the mind as opposed to actually, uh, you know, voodoo and, and Jogu's rum and all that stuff. I, I just don't see that happening. Jogu's rum, huh? I figured. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> keeps bats warm. <laughs> Gracias. No, I, I, I'm not saying that I believe in, in that stuff either. I'm just saying I do think that there's something to, uh, I, I knew a, he actually used to be uh, one of my commanders in the military who was very big into like those self affirmations and sort of putting out into the universe, what you want to bring back. And there was actually uh, another article, strangely enough, that I was talking about with this friend of mine. And, um, she sent me an article about how the Nobel Prize was just won by some quantum physicists who basically explained that, you know, that stuff is real. Like matter attracts other matter and it attracts other things and everything's basically made up of matter. So it's like one of those things where putting out into the world what you want to manifest almost sort of returns itself in the way that you know maybe not necessarily the exact way that you're that you're asking for it or the way that you're putting it out there but that's like training your brain to believe that you know again you, you're the greatest quarterback of all time or whatever the things that he would do and say but he he actually started going along with this and uh and it became you know part of his ritual as well and again i, I i'm not saying you were absolutely right and that's why i prefaced you know the entire conversation with you know, if you're going through a divorce, things are going to be difficult, but it does strike at me as a little, I guess, coincidental timing that as 
you know, she leaves his life. He has seemed to change as a person. Uh, I've seen interviews with him and like he, he's different than he used to be. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. He can be whoever he wants, but there's definitely a, uh, there's definitely a, a change that I've seen in him. Like I said, in interviews and things like that, that just strike me as a little odd and, and not very Brady esque. And, and I'm wondering if all of this stuff is tied together. If this, you know, this article had, made any sense or if it was just a fluff piece that somebody was trying to get, you know, put Tom Brady's name on it so that they could get people to read it. I don't know, but those things are definitely, um, you know, a little, like I said, maybe coincidental, but maybe there's a, a shred of truth to the fact that she brought good things to his life. And now that she's gone, you know, maybe some of those good things may be leaving. All right. So let's, uh, let's seriously, let's move into, uh, let's move into the news. Time for the news. All right, so a couple things on the injury front. We're going to run through these quickly. We did, we did spend a lot of time on that Tom Brady discussion, so we'll move through these injuries fairly quickly. Uh, I'll take a couple. Scott, you take a couple, and then we'll just you know kind of run yeah, through we'll it. Yeah, go two for two. That works. There you go. All right, so uh, on the quarterback front, Justin Fields being uh, evaluated for a shoulder injury that he sustained in the fourth quarter of the game against Atlanta. There's no news yet as far as what that entails. As going to miss any time if it's – uh, even really what's wrong with him uh, as far as the shoulder injury. All we know at this point is that he is questionable for their game uh, next Sunday against the Jets. Matthew Stafford suffered his second concussion in two weeks. One was in practice during the week, which held him out of last week's game. And then he suffered a concussion in this week's game. So just keep an eye on him. If you have Matthew Stafford, my guess is, I mean, honestly, you can probably just not worry about playing Stafford. Now that Cooper Cup is probably gone for the year, I think Stafford is a droppable commodity in fantasy football. I really wouldn't uh, I wouldn't want to start him. You're better off dropping him and streaming a quarterback week to week than trying to play him every week anyway. So it shouldn't really affect your fantasy teams all that much. Moving off of quarterbacks, uh, running backs take a pounding, and we had a few take one this week. First one uh, was kind of tied into – a previous injury, but J.D. McKissick, Washington Commanders running back, a little bit of a do-it-all guy out of the backfield. He's done for the season. A season-ending IR uh, with a neck injury, I believe that requires surgery. That's never good. You know, so that's something to monitor, kind of like that curse of the Seahawks running backs. He did formerly play for them a few <laughs> years back, and, and those guys just dropped Couldn't like shake flies. That off. Kenneth Walker, bubble wrap them, just do it. Uh, but that does mean that Antonio Gibson is basically the guy in line now with or behind in the share of uh, running the football uh, and the running back position with the commander. So, yes, J.D. McKissick out for the season. Get well soon, pal. Uh, another running back of note, Joe Mixon, uh, left the game concussion. Uh, NFL's not playing around. He will need to clear protocols to play in week 12. Obviously, uh, Samaji Pirine is your uh, imminent backup to uh, Joe Mixon. If if that's the case, that you know he does miss time, then he's going to be the guy. And you're also going to have uh, Chris Evans, who was banged up. I, he may or may not be available, so keep an eye on him. Travion Williams would then be the next guy in line if Mixon misses time. But Samaji P. Ryan would be the guy to grab. <clears throat> Two more running back injuries. Jalen Warren had a hamstring injury. He left the game, did not return. And that led to Najee Harris getting all of the touches. And he, of course, had his best game of the year because I traded him last week. 
had uh, two touchdowns in this one, 27 some fantasy points. And also because I said to sit him in my sits this week. So you're very welcome. Uh, hopefully you did not take that advice and, and did not have a better option than to play Najee Harris. But it, that is what it is. Jalen Warren, we'll see. He's he's still technically the backup. He, he was getting some more action. But if he is out, Najee Harris becomes a little bit more, you know, foolproof i guess as far as there's really nobody else on that roster that's going to take touches away from harris uh chase edmonds injured his ankle early in denver's game this week and he didn't return i think he had two carries before he got injured i really don't see edmonds being a huge part of this team moving forward i mean he could carve out a role as like a receiving specialist out of the backfield but I mean, Denver's offense has just been bad. So, I mean, at this point, I don't even know if I want to roster Chase Edmonds anymore. I think he's he's probably worth dropping and and trying to pick up a you know a, an actual asset that's going to be usable, not a not a pass catching running back in a three headed bad offense. So, sucks for Chase for Chase Edmonds. You know, went from the the Dolphins who are killing it this year to the hapless Broncos and then hurts himself. But like I said, at this point, probably better moving on from Chase Edmonds uh, for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, fell, fell from grace fast <laughs> to say the least uh, another running back. And then we'll hit a couple wide receivers. Not too hard though. Cause they're already hurt. Uh, we're going to look at Clyde Edwards. Hilaire uh, left last night's game against the chargers with an angle ankle angle. Uh, yeah. Bad angle on his ankle. Uh, ankle injury. He did not return. He had been kind of regressing throughout the season. You've seen Isaiah Pacheco kind of start to take a little bit more, even Jared McKinnon getting involved. Uh, Pacheco last night, 15 carries, 107 yards. Edwards Hilaire was two carries for nine yards, uh, obviously did not return. So he still averaged 4.5 a carry. Uh, neither running back got the targets out of the backfield. That was McKinnon. But uh, Pacheco it seems to be the guy. But monitor Edwards Hilaire. He's not a drop guy, but maybe in some leagues he's actually worth doing that just because it does seem like he just can't stay healthy, uh, not consistently. And Cooper Cup, we did know of high ankle sprain and and things of that nature that were going to be in play last time we talked. Did turn out where, yes, he is going to require some surgery, uh, six to eight weeks. So uh, the chances of you hanging on to him for any type of fantasy playoff run are slim to none. Obviously, keeper leagues and dynasties not going anywhere except for an IR slot. Uh, it is a shame for a talented wide receiver of his nature. He will not repeat his record-setting year that he had last year. Uh, at the same time, Allen Robinson looks to finally be getting involved in that offense. They forced it. <laughs> you needed that injury to happen. But uh, unfortunately, yes, uh, Cooper Cup is gone. Yeah, with the Rams losing that game, every game they lose, the likelihood of them bringing Cup back at the end of the season gets less and less. So probably yeah. not going to see him at any point in this year. Uh, the last two that we're going to talk about, Wandale Robinson of the Giants left the game with a knee injury. Quick update, yes. He did uh, tear his knee. He's done. Oh, really? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I literally – I'm yeah. just looking down at my phone and I just saw it. Well, there you go. It's, you know, staying on top of things right in the moment. So – uh, yeah, looks like he's going to be done for the season. Unfortunately for him, he was he was starting to finally pick things up. I think he had like 13 targets in this game, had 100 yards receiving. Yeah, um, you know, finally had a good game, and and it seems like the same thing that happened to Kadarius Tony last year. He finally had a couple of good games, and and then you know was done for the year. 
Darius Slayton is a guy that you absolutely need to pick up if he's available in your league. He's had four straight double-digit PPR games and five double-digit games in the seven games that he has played so far this year. He's the Giants' number one option. We're going to we're gonna hit him a little bit in the waiver wire section here in a minute, but just wanted to throw that out there that with Wondell Robinson you know, now missing the rest of the season, Slayton's going to be a must-add. I think you could probably even cover your ears, pick up Kenny Galladay. I, I think they're, they're by necessity, <laughs> they're going to have to start – Playing him more often, it's gross, I know, but if, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, and the last last one we're going to hit here, as far as injuries, uh, the Sunday night game. Mike Williams he attempted to play Sunday night against the Chiefs on that high ankle sprain, didn't make it very long. He had one catch on one target before finally leaving the game and not returning. Uh, again, I think you just need to keep an eye on the injury report. I think he he rushed obviously to get back and. You can do all the running and, you know, high knees and all the drills and tests that they do pregame and feel great. And then as soon as you get out there and you actually have to give it, you know, 100% and truly, you know, put your full weight on that ankle and and make cuts and things like that, you just can't go before your body is ready. And that's what Mike Williams tried to do. So I would, if I were a Mike Williams uh, owner, I would probably not play him when he comes back. Let me see one game from him before putting him in my starting lineup. But uh, that's that's actually the approach I took this week as well. I do have him on a couple of rosters, and I was like, "Yeah, that seems pretty quick. Two weeks for uh, for a high ankle sprain. Let me let me keep him on my bench and see what happens first. And and glad I did because that two fantasy points or whatever it was that he uh, that he got me would would not have been appreciated in my lineup. So. And that is it for the injury news. Thank goodness. You know, we try to keep that that injury stuff quick because, you know, again, we record on Monday, so we don't have a ton of information. But we do want to make you aware of who has been injured so that if you do need to make some sort of preparation for the following week, that you are able to do so with uh, a little bit of knowledge, at least. Now let's jump into our waiver wire. Weekly waiver. 12 waiver wire uh we're looking to pick up some of these guys to fill in blanks to maybe strengthen your roster going into the playoffs there are no buys this week so that won't have any effect on these you know where you're where you're looking for a a sturdy backup for your starting player first guy we're going to talk about is latavius murray in most leagues he's kind of Kind of rostered only about 20, maybe 25%. Uh, I don't know why people are so low, probably just because of that offense and, and a lot of gray areas in that backfield, obviously with Melvin Gordon technically being the lead back, but it's like that's starting to change a little bit, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Uh, he led the Denver Broncos yesterday. He had 14 carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Also had four receptions on four targets for 23 yards. He's getting the opportunities right now compared to Melvin Gordon kind of seeing, uh, you know, three touchdowns to Melvin Gordon's one since arriving in Denver in week six. Carries-wise, uh, you're looking almost at about 20 more carries going his, or opportunities, I should say. So keep an eye on Latavius Murray. If he's out there, again, the running backs are gold. Uh, and this is a guy, if you go back and look at a few of his games, he hasn't played a ton of them this season, but uh, he's had two games where he's under double digits. But other than that, like every game you look at him, you're like, wow, why don't I have this guy on my roster? Uh, that's the question. If you're asking yourself that, go pick him up. Next running back 
is one we just talked about when we mentioned the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire injury. We're looking at Isaiah Pacheco. He's close to 50% rostered. I think a lot of people already smelled the blood in the water. Uh, that injury just kind of put a cap on it. He is the starting running back. He is the RB1 in Kansas City. Pat Mahomes spreads the football a little bit, to say the least. He doesn't just lock into any specific receiver, so he has the opportunity for pass catching. But right now, again, he had 15 carries for 107 yards last night in that Andy Reid offense that really looks like it is back, baby. Uh, that team looks very scary. And if you can get a piece of that with this guy, go get Isaiah Pacheco if he's out there. He shouldn't be available, but if he is, he should be a top waiver wire pickup for you. Another guy in that Chiefs offense that you can pick up if Isaiah Pacheco is not available is Jarek McKinnon. He's only about 21% rostered. Pacheco is going to be the, the the main guy, the lead, you know, running back as far as carries. They do still use McKinnon. They give him a couple couple touches a game. He's the main guy as far as the pass catching out of the backfield. He only ended up with six carries in the Sunday night game against the Chargers. But uh, he's the guy who, you know, like I said, when they drop back the pass, he's going to be the, the one in there. He's going to be the two-minute drill guy. So, uh, again, I'd rather have Pacheco if he's available. But, you know, like I said, as a consolation, Jarek McKinnon is not a bad, you know, not a bad guy to roster and, and keep on your, on your bench. If something does happen to Pacheco, McKinnon showed last year that he can carry the load as a running back, running the ball and receiving it out of the backfield. So uh, he's definitely a guy that, you know, now that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is hurt, definitely a guy that you want to keep on your bench and, and make sure that, you know, again, in case something happens to Pacheco, McKinnon's value will skyrocket. Another running back that has been getting more opportunities lately was on a bye last week, so has been dropped. The, uh, the roster ship percentage went down this week. So Rashad White is only 41% rostered. Like I said, a lot of people forgot about him because he was on a bye. But the last game that the Bucks played, White outsnapped Leonard Fournette 48 to 22. And since week seven, they both have exactly 40 carries for that team. So it does look like the Bucks are starting to make that a, a two-man backfield. You know, if you are a Leonard Fournette owner, he probably missed your opportunity to trade him. Uh, you know, while the the young rookie was was starting to to build up some steam, but uh, again, you know, Fournette's still their pass catching back. You know, mainly, so he's not going to go away. But White is definitely a guy that could be flex worthy for you moving forward. Uh, another running back, Cam Akers. Uh, yes, uh, it's been a, a very up and down year for the Rams and for Cam Akers. He went from basically being borderline suspended almost in a way from the team and, and looking to be traded. Uh, and now he was the lead running back this week against the New Orleans Saints uh, for the Rams. Cam Akers, 14 carries, 61 yards, 4.4 a carry, had a nice 13-yard run. It's been an odd year for that team as a whole. From what they did last year, where, again, it took them all the way to a Super Bowl. Uh, you've seen Stafford, not himself, banged up most of the season. He did start banged up. Another possible concussion there. They're going to look into test. Cooper Cup's gone. But Cam Akers, if they're going to put that faith in him and start to say, okay, buddy, you want to be that guy, here you go. He's probably rostered maybe about 30 35% of leagues. But, uh, again, he had the lion's share of the carries yesterday. And if that's the case and they're not just going to go with the hot hand, uh, he's definitely somebody to get. Having him and or maybe Daryl Henderson – 
that could be a way to play it. Kieran Williams, the rookie, he did get seven carries for 36 yards, so they did seem to go around a little bit, but Akers as a whole was the most effective, so to speak. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, but if he's available, definitely worth a roster spot. And another Ram, uh, obviously with the wide receiving roles switched around a little bit and Cooper Cup gone, you know, Allen Robinson should be owned by a lot of people, but a guy who isn't because of an early season injury, Van Jefferson, he's pulling out in about 20% of leaks right now where he's on someone's team. Uh, he was tied for second in targets in week 11, and obviously with Cooper Cup, no longer with them for foreseeable future. Yeah, you're looking at people like uh, a Tutu Atwell had a one reception for a 62-yard touchdown. But uh, when it came to targets, you had Tyler Higbee. And then you had Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson both tied with five targets, respectively. So I think you might want to pick him up. It looks like he might be a part of that offense, whether it's Matt Stafford or Bryce Perkins, who filled in fairly decent for him uh, with that injury. Yeah, very scared to play any Rams at this point, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't roster them in the event that they maybe start to turn things around. Who knows? I'm not really sure. But, uh, you know, you do always want to have these guys on your roster that are getting targets, especially if they're getting targets from Matthew Stafford, if he's healthy enough to play. A couple more wide receivers we'll get into. I mentioned him already, Darius Slayton. Basically, he's the number one wide receiver for the Giants. If he's available, uh, I believe he is my number one waiver wire target at the wide receiver position. He's got a 25% target share in the last two weeks, which is up there with your top tier. Well, maybe your second tier wide receivers. There's guys like Devontae Adams are getting, you know, 30 plus percent, but uh, anything over 20% in an offense is really good for a wide receiver. So, you know, hopefully the Giants, I, I believe they should be passing a, a little bit more. I know Saquon Barkley is a big part of their offense, but with the matchups they have coming up to close out the season, I, I believe they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more in order to stay in games with some of these other teams. So I think Darius Slayton could be a, a real big addition to your team. He's currently rostered in only about 30% of leagues. And Nico Collins for the Houston Texans, he's actually uh, out-targeted Brandon Cooks in the last two games, 17-13. to 13. He has more receptions, uh, 10 to Cooks, 7. Uh, he's, I'm not saying he's the go-to guy, but Houston plays from behind. They throw the ball a ton. Obviously they give, you know, their rookie running back, Damian Pierce, a lot of touches in that offense, but when they have to throw the ball recently, they've seemed to look more towards Nico Collins than they have towards Brandon Cooks. Collins is only rostered in about 26% of league. So again, if you're, these are, these are more, you know, after Van Jefferson and Darius Slayton, we're starting to get a little bit more into guys who, again, they're going to be end of your bench ads, not guys that I'm looking to pick up and play right away. Scott's going to take the next one. I think, I think the next one's a guy you can pick up and play right away. Yes, he is. Paris Campbell, you know, oft injured. Uh, a lot of people had him written off and, and not a lot of, not a lot of hype, obviously, Michael Pittman being the guy in Indianapolis. Alec Pierce, obviously a rookie with a lot of promise. But Paris Campbell, uh, quietly over the last four weeks, has been in our league of record, wide receiver 16. Uh, he's from Page News. Uh, he's starting to get rostered. It's closing in on 50%. People start to see that that he is a consistent thing. Uh, Matt Ryan, obviously a capable quarterback. Uh, no more Sam Ellinger. Paris Campbell is getting more targets. Uh, he's he's playing a lot out of the slot, which does give him a little bit of an advantage. I think he's got, again, like a, a juicy matchup coming up this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who really struggle against the wide receiver position. I know TJ Watt's back to 
pass rush their quarterback and, and, and make Matt Ryan uncomfortable. Sure. Pittman draws, you know, shadow coverage, things of that nature. But Paris Campbell quietly is a guy, you know, Jeff Saturday, they played well. Uh, they're one and one. They they had a good game against the Eagles. Didn't quite work out for him. If he's available, Paris Campbell is a guy that you should have on your roster. And again, very startable. He's wide receiver two, borderline one, depending on the matchups and what you have on your roster. And another wide receiver, the last one we're going to talk about. He's not on any team right now, but we've been hearing things. And we but he's on fantasy roster, strangely enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. People drafted him, man, and they just kept him. They're like, yep, yep, wait for it, wait for it. It wasn't like he was coming back from suspension. It wasn't uh, DeAndre Hopkins or anything like that. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., 34% of leagues he's rostered. I think a lot of people wanted to be that. That guy that when he gets signed, oh, oh, God. Oh, yeah, I had him the whole year. <laughs> Look at me. Yeah, well, anyway, he's out there. He should be available for a lot of people. Uh, you might not see him listed maybe even with the way your filters go. Check under free agents. Again, he's not on a team. So usually what that means is even when it's like, again, on our league, you can go out and just pick him up. He's not on a team. Uh, so there's no like waverish concepts when it comes to certain things. Uh, it, it, he is available. Once they make that news announcement, give it about an hour, and then suddenly he's on the Cowboys, the Giants, the Rams, the Vikings, the whoever he's on. He's somebody that you know, could help you down the road in the playoffs. He could help you, you know, as a flex if he's just that guy like last year where he just came in and kind of tore things up and helped take the Rams to a Super Bowl. Even at the touchdown, the kind of arguably almost won in the game in a sense. So if Odell Beckham Jr. is available, he is that guy. And uh, Pat, you want to take the last one? Yeah, so I know that we're not doing – we just said we're not doing quarterbacks and tight ends in this uh, waiver wire section but. anymore. But I, <laughs> but I wanted to bring this guy up specifically because this happened to me. And I've, I've noticed I went in and I looked and uh, Gerald Everett – uh, because he was a surprise scratch last night, a lot of people who had him in their lineup and were planning on playing him had to make a, a quick adjustment. I know in my league, uh, and depending on the platform that you play on, a lot of times they won't let you drop players who have already played in that game or whose game has, you know, has already passed. And because it was the Sunday night game, obviously pretty much every team in the league had played except for the 49ers and the Cardinals. So in order for me to pick up a tight end to start in place of Gerald Everett, I had to drop him. I looked on Sleeper. He's actually the most dropped player in the entire Sleeper app. So make sure to go out and take a look when you go to place your waiver claims. See if Gerald Everett is available. He's a top 10 tight end who, again, got dropped probably because of circumstance and who has an incredible matchup next week. So he's a guy that you can pick up and start versus the Cardinals in week 12. Uh, he's also a guy that, you know, if you're struggling at tight end and you're streaming that position, he could actually put a stop to that. He's a guy who's good enough to play it pretty much every single week, and especially with the injuries that the Chargers wide receivers have been having. He's a must-own in every league. So, again, just make sure, go out and check, see if he's available. If he is, pick him up. If he's not, you know, maybe that owner that had him was uh, expecting him to not play and and had an, an option already on the roster or had maybe had somebody on by that he could drop. But uh, I know for me, I got, I kind of got stuck dropping ever in, in one of my leagues. So apparently 76,000 other people did too, because that, I think that was the number on sleeper that he was, he was dropped. So, <laughs> all right, we, uh, we did it. We, we ran through those pretty quickly. And uh, I think, I think we did it without cutting any information short, which was good. That's going to do it for our waiver wire episode. Again, if you'd like to reach out to us, 
you can hit us up on our email, which is the nine route FFB at gmail.com. You can also check out our website where we have a link to our email and a link to all of our episodes. That website is www.thenineroutefb.com. We are both also on Twitter at Route one and at Scott from Delco. Also want to take a second to thank Mickey's Portacall Pub in Tuckerton, New Jersey for partnering with the show. With Thanksgiving coming up, you know, not everybody is, uh, you know, a, a cooking household. Mickey's does catering for Thanksgiving. So if you are looking to, you know, have your Thanksgiving meal prepared by a professional and delivered to your house, Mickey's will do that. I believe they deliver it on Wednesday night because they are closed on Thanksgiving, but they will do turkey, mashed potatoes, the, you know, the whole thing. Uh, so, so definitely check that out if you're in the Tuckerton area and you would like a nice Thanksgiving meal without all of the prep and cleanup. Anything else, Scott, before we head out for the day? Yeah, no, uh, folks, you know, we're, uh, we're going to have one more episode before, uh, it's Turkey time, uh, or arguably maybe even that day, uh, we're going to go into basically our start sits in our next episode, but again, we just thank you for listening. Continue to subscribe and like, and we'll see you in the next one. Real quick before you go, sorry, I don't want to, uh, (laughs) I want to make sure that we get this in here. I just got a tweet or saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport at NFL Network. It looks like Kyle Pitts is believed to have suffered a torn MCL that would require surgery. He is going to get a second opinion on it, but if he has to get surgery on a torn MCL, that will almost definitely end his season. So just throwing that out there, I want to make sure that we, you know, we give all of our listeners as much information as we have. And this, like I said, this just happened to, to come as we were finishing up the episode. So I wanted to throw that out there, but... Yeah, bad news. Bad news for Kyle Pitts. That's my, actually might be good news for Kyle Pitts owners. Honestly, it's, I can uh, stick the fork in that pork chop. Finally, my God. Okay, <laughs> uh, he was my keeper in our league of record, and everybody was like, "Waka waka." I had no picks. Didn't help, but at the end of the day, yeah, this guy has been a just a lead balloon. I, you know, again, hopefully he heals up soon. But you're gonna be doing it for somebody else, bud. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>